Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, we're back at you on the Friday afternoon edition. That means our friend Conrad Blackway's in, author, commentator, and historian. Conrad, good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. You know, I was just musing aloud here, and i got to get your thoughts on this uh, before we drill down on other stuff. Uh, in that case in Nairobi the other day, 21 people murdered by uh, extremists. Now they're saying a Canadian national has been implicated in this kind of thing. If this person has dual citizenship, would you favor stripping them of their Canadian citizenship as well? Um, no, I don't, I don't believe in taking people's citizenship away from them. I mean, I, to me, that's what the Russians did with Solzhenitsyn, and, and, and we, we shouldn't do it. I mean, if, they're, if they have been admitted as citizens, we have to live with that, the good and the bad. And, and uh, I, I, I certainly would, you know, in, in all other normal respects, to, you know, take, take note of it. If they were convicted, I mean, to start with, I wouldn't, Repose total confidence in a court in Kenya, but uh, but if if they appear really to be guilty of a heinous crime, that should count in other ways. But I think taking their citizenship away is something we shouldn't get into. It you're you're starting down a slippery slope, and uh, which ends with the government of the day disagrees that some guy who was originally a citizen of another country but is now a Canadian or a dual citizen. Uh, you know, objects to their views of global warming or something like that, so we'll take a citizenship away. I, I mean, I know it's, it sounds like a long way, but you, the way not to get there is not to start on that trail. If people are citizens, they can stay as citizens. So I guess Justin Trudeau's uh, aphorism that a Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian is the point, after all. Yeah, and and, and, and every other country. You know, I, no one should take their citizenship away. I think it's fine to have more than one citizenship. I did until I had my fracas with Chrétien, I to have to be a dual citizen again, but but uh, but you know citizenship is, is is something that that once you have it you can renounce it, but you shouldn't be deprived of it. In my opinion. All right, I just wondered because you know some folks if they're expressing loyalties to other countries or causes, uh, you know that becomes well. If it becomes a conflict, then that then something has to be done. The person may. You may have to say you may have to require the person to declare. To de- I mean, for example, say two countries went to war, and and somebody was a citizen of both countries. And this happened with a good many people between Germany and France and Germany and Britain. You know, uh, you 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 have to come down for one or the other, and you have to be clear about that and satisfy uh, the country in whose favor you profess to be that your loyalty is is not. Is unquestionable, but uh, but but that's that's not quite what you asked, and that's a special case. It is. Thanks, Conrad Black, author, commentator, historian. Got to ask you though, when it comes to identity politics, there was an interesting case study earlier this week out there in Burnaby South. Karen Wang, uh, who had said something on a Chinese social media site about her own ethnic background, giving her a leg up, and uh, that Jugmeet Singh, uh, running under the NDP banner, we all know this, is of Indian descent. Uh, 
How revelatory was this in showing how, you know, maybe all political parties, but in this instance, the liberals, seem to pander to identity politics? Is that a danger? I, I, I think I want to be careful because I, I haven't studied the case closely. I just know a little bit about, you know, just what, what, it, what all your listeners would know about it. And I, I am afraid that, that there may be something to that. I, I don't want to get too declarative here accusing them of it in this case, but Yes, I, in my opinion, that has been a danger for a long time, and and I, I think that the the Liberal Party under Pierre Trudeau went much too far, encouraging um, hyphenated Canadianism, as Mr. Diefenbaker used to call it. I mean, by all means, let us welcome everybody. By all means, let all those who who, who want to maintain cultural associations in, in, involving them with people of the same. Uh, ethnic or cultural uh, descent, uh, that's fine to encourage that, and it's a good thing. We're not trying to homogenize everybody. But but on the other hand, uh, uh, pandering to atomized groups of society leads to the kind of chaos you have in the United States, where absolutely everybody is is in some fraternity of victimhood and grievance, and everyone's calling for a better share of the pie. Uh, well, you know, not, not only ethnic groups, but uh, all forms of handicapped people. All, uh, I mean, every conceivable division is deliberately pandered to as as a political constituency, in the hope that all of these groups can be piled up on top of each other to maintain a permanent majority. And the, the alternative is, you know, wave the flag. We are all Canadians. We are united people. We're very diverse in our origins, but we are united by our patriotism. And and in the end, that option generally wins if the person espousing it is a competent political leader. But but we shouldn't go there. I mean, respect for everybody, absolutely, but not to the extent that, that it undermines or compromises their their status of, of loyalty to the to the to the citizenship that they hold. So when we hear diversity is our strength, I guess we got to ask, what do you mean by that? Because uh, it can also lead to uh, certain weaknesses. Yeah, diversity is our strength in terms of the uh, formation of the nationality that's formed up of all these different cultures that can contribute to it and make it more metropolitan. But at the point where it divides people along ethnic or occupational or economic or sectarian or circumstantial lines uh, or, or lines of, of, of sexual orientation, things like that, then it isn't a strength. It is nothing. It, 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 diversity is just division, atomization, and chaos. So the key is to, to make it a strength and not a weakness. Again, with Conrad Black, you know, when I look at this country, too, I mean, uh, we do have certain uh, fissures or uh, fragmentation happening. Look out west, Alberta, uh, again, feeling like they're uh, the convenient whipping boy. And they are. They're being scandalously treated. And I'm astounded that the separatist movement isn't stronger out there than it is. And it, and, it's, and it is gaining. There's no doubt of that. Well, that's interesting because against the backdrop of uh, what's been happening in the U.K. and Theresa May uh, trying to hang on for dear life, whether or not we're going to see Brexit come to fruition May March 29th. They're on the clock right now. Uh, by the way, I'm going to ask you, is no deal better than another referendum? Uh, what uh, you... They can't have another referendum. Okay. Uh, that, in my opinion, would would be, there is no excuse for it. It was it was sold as, a, a, as an absolute 
decision maker. And it, was, and it was declared on the assumption by the former Prime Minister, David Cameron, that there was no way and no chance that Britain would vote to exit, to exit Europe. He, he, he gambled and he lost. And uh, you, you, this is the sort of thing, it's like World War II. The people who lost can't wait a little while and say, look here, let's have another go at it. We think we'll do better next time. I mean, that isn't, I mean, the, the country decided, and you don't make it two out of three at that point. And what they have to do is either negotiate an alternate arrangement or or leave, but not have another referendum, which, by the way, wouldn't clarify anything, would produce either an identical result or 52% the other way. And, and the, what you have to do is make, uh, if, 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 Europe, if, if Europe will compromise enough for it to get through the House of Commons, that's fine. If they won't, you leave and then you, from the outside, you let the dust settle and negotiate new arrangements with both Europe and the United States. And remember, the United States is basically a better market. It's not a politically complicated market. Americans won't surrender any sovereignty, so they certainly won't ask Britain to surrender any. So you don't have the irritations of Brussels. And and, and Britain will be, as the fifth economy in the world, they will be in very good position to negotiate good arrangements for themselves all, all around. So they don't have to kiss up to uh, Brussels and the EU. But you got me in... I don't have to take any more nonsense from Europe. <laughs> Europe can either Europe now has a clear idea of what the British House of Commons will buy. They they can they can meet that or they should go straight out in March. All right. You had me intrigued though about uh, what you're saying separation sentiment ought to be uh, stronger out in Alberta. Do you think there's any prospect? I guess it's landlocked so it's a hard sell but uh, that Alberta may also one day choose to exit Canada if, it, if things don't get any better. I, I don't think so because I I assume that even though the Liberal Party can't possibly aspire to win a single MP there in the election later this year, uh, they, they understand that having a, a province actually vote in favor of secession, even if they can't do much about it, is a bad thing, and, and, and they will take steps to ensure that Alberta can get a better price for its oil. But um, uh, but I, I think at the moment, oddly enough, British Columbia is even more obnoxious to Alberta than Ottawa is. <laughs> and and it was, oddly enough, this this this. this diabolical coalition of the NDP and the Greens in, in the government of British Columbia uh, is, is somewhat um, uh, distracting Alberta from their traditional hostility to the federal government. But, but really, every part of this country deserves to be better treated than Alberta is now. Speaking of hostility, final question. I mean, uh, Donald Trump, Nancy Pelosi, uh, the latest is, he's pulled her trip to Afghanistan, uh, or I guess the lack of uh, security detail and whatever with the shutdown. I mean, where do you see this one playing out? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I have to say, uh, in the abstract, it, it is disappointing to see great office holders behave like uh, crabby teenagers. But in fact, when I saw Adam Schiff and these other Democrats <laughs> stepping down from the bus, I was like, way to the airport, for God's sake. Uh, it was hilarious. I mean, <laughs> You can get very annoyed at Trump, but he is very entertaining. But you, the question is, is, is it the president's job to be an entertainer, you know? Uh, <laughs> but but, but um, 
<laughs> obviously something has to give and 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 something will eventually but uh he 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 is right on border security there is an argument about whether uh, he should be pursuing border security on the on the backs of federal employees but um the American system always works it out eventually, but it, it, it is, it's, a, it's a messy system. All right. Well, it uh, killed Nancy Pelosi's travel plans. <laughs> you know, like that, that was a farce. I wonder what is the speaker doing when uh, she should be, you know, she, sh- she should actually never have agreed to go on that trip once the government partial shutdown came down. Right. I, I would agree. A fact I mean, what is she doing in Afghanistan? <laughs> right. If it were a one-way trip, there might be some support for it. No, uh, I think there'd be a lot of support. I, uh, think, I, think, I think Trump would send her on Air Force One for that. I was going to say uh, they'd expedite things. Schiff, bring him along, and uh, several others as well. Hey, Conrad, always a pleasure, and uh, stay warm this weekend. We're going into a deep freeze, so I uh, hope to talk again next Friday. Right, sure. Thanks very much, John. You got it. Conrad Black, author, commentator, and historian. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.